Here's the thing. I'm getting married. Yeah, let's have a bachelor party with chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers and drugs and booze. Yeah, yeah, ah! yeah. All the things that make life worth living for. Yeah! What I want to know is, does anybody ever actually have those bachelor parties? Yes. I I feel like I should say now that uh, eight men attended my bachelor party. Seven left. One didn't make it. Seven left. Seven what? left alive. Oh. A guy died. A guy died. It was intense. Yeah. Yeah. I can't see that happening with you or your friends at all. No. Um. So what happened instead was we watched a lot of movies and had some cookies. You ate a lot of, if I remember correctly, you ate a lot of meat, mm -hmm. you drank a lot, you oh watched God. bad movies, yes. and probably played video games. Yes. Yeah. That was your bachelor party. Yes. We were inside for most of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I uh, was not given a bachelorette party. It's BS. Um, I know. And I was not given a bridal shower or anything, uh, but that is a story for later. I think we should do it for the 10-year. I think we should do it for the 10-year. Give me a bachelorette party. Yeah. Because my friend's just decided that i suck you I should think they e were, well they were mad for you should email all the women whose weddings you were in and be like think of all the shit i did for no. you <laughs> throw me we, a shower no, we don't need to open that door no we don't uh so hey welcome hello happy new year Feliz Navidad. Nope, wrong one. No. Prospero año y felicidad. There you go. Wow. Uh it is a new year happy and new a year. new uh, how have you not seen this? How have you not seen this? Yes. I'm trying new pronunciations. It, that's good. Okay. That's good. This is our podcast uh, with me, Tracy Carlson, and my husband, Daniel Carlson. Hello. And what we do is every week, we uh, one shows the other a movie that they've never seen before, that the other person's never seen before, and then they yell, how have you not seen this, while repeatedly... Yeah. Beating them about the head with a pillow. Yeah. Uh, so it lets us, uh, it opens the door to lots of different kinds of movies. Like it could be like a big quote unquote classic, like have you not seen this? Or it could be a movie that just like fits with your personality. Like have you not seen this? This would be perfect for you. A big classic, like how have you not seen this? Are you talking, are you trying to like title of a movie? No, like a big classic kind of movie. And you would say, hey, how have you not seen this classic oh, movie? Oh, you mean like how have you not seen The Godfather? Exactly. Right. The Godfather. How have you not seen The Godfather? Although we both have. How have you out there yeah you're there yeah what's up with that how have you not seen the godfather it's weird we spent our new year's eve watching casino and so drinking good. wine and having a very nice time so good we highly recommend a casino and vino night oh my god it holds up it's 25 years old and oh it fucking god. bangs it is in my top 10 list how is it three hours show. it's three hours and it feels like it's about 20 minutes three it hours just of perfection flies yeah i love that movie yeah so anyway that's what we are that's mm -hmm. what we do um we have wonderful patrons uh we would love for you to become one mm -hmm. um you can find us online at uh, not seen this pod just everywhere not seen this pod.com not seen this pod at gmail.com all over the social medias, mm -hmm. uh, please, you know, look out for us. And if you are enjoying the podcast, then we would love it if you'd give us a written review on Apple, because that helps more people find us and uh, learn about movies or just in general wonder how the hell did these people get a podcast? Exactly. It's weird, but that uh, that written review on Apple Podcasts 
is what drives the algorithm. So when folks are they looking like for podcasts it. about movies or whatever, like it just it drives to the top of the list that Apple controls. So it's, it's a huge help to us. Uh, and yeah, and of course, if you want to support the work we do, we're also at uh, patreon.com slash not seen this pod. Apple controls us all. It does. I welcome my, listen, I welcome my overlords. Google, Apple, Amazon. Mm -hmm. You can. Those are the three. You guys Facebook. can have me. Yeah. Disney. It's fine. Yeah, I'm torn between not liking the overlords and being too lazy to do anything about it. Word. So just, Word. what are you going to do? Well, speaking of being lazy bums, let's mm -hmm. talk about today's movie. Wow, wow. Uh, okay, so I know you guys, if you've been with us from the start, you know that the kickoff movie was uh, a little 80s flick called Better Off Dead starring John Cusack. Mm-hmm. And that movie, along with one other movie, are what um, spawned this podcast. Um, the other movie is a Manford family favorite, specifically my sister and I. And uh, it is called, it is 1984's Bachelor Party, starring America's Daddy, Tom Hanks. And I have to say that I... I had another movie chosen, very different from this one, mm -hmm. um, and I was all jacked for it. But then I watched his speech at the Globes when he won the um, Cecil B. DeMille Award. I think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I love him so much. And, oh, my God, I still haven't shown Daniel Bachelor Party. And yeah. they had it in his in his little clip thing. Uh, yeah, the reel. The, the reel. Show, yeah. And mm -hmm. I was like, listen, if they're going to put that in his reel, then I'm going to show it to Daniel. Heck yeah. So uh, I did. And uh, and let me ask Daniel, how have you not seen this? How have I not seen this? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's Part of it, you know, one of the reasons it always comes back to is, you know, random release years. This came out in 1984 when I was two. So I missed it in the first run. Sissy. Yes, I was a total sissy. Um, and it's weird because, you know, as Tom Hanks became the, like, mega star that he is, I saw not only the movies he was in that came out as I grew up, but would see the ones that came out when I was a kid and, you know, wasn't quite old enough for at the time, but then caught a couple years later. Good example would be something like Big. Yeah. You know? Like, I didn't see Big in the theaters, but it's a Tom Hanks movie. I'm a kid. I know who Tom Hanks is. So you just see Big at some point. Like, down, down, baby. Down, 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 down to let you go. Sweet, sweet, baby. baby. Down, 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 down to let you go. Sugar, sugar, cocoa pop. Listen to me rock. Jimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Listen to me rock. You're doing it totally wrong. Who's your leader? Yeah, we'll do the whole thing. Um. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Anyway, no, so I would see like Tom Hanks movies, but I knew of this, but never saw it uh, in part because probably it was a hard R and my folks would not have like let me see hard, it when I was young. Hard R. Um, I would have seen it in high school if I'd known it was just like a boob delivery system. <laughs> if they'd said, listen, this is 90 minutes, totally 20 minutes of which has like probably a good shot at some boobs in it. I'd be like, sign me up. Hollywood video, 99 cents, five nights. I will take this home. So uh, I, I would have seen it in, had I known about it, but I just never got around to it. And it, it's one of those like older Tom Hanks movies from early in his career like I, what's the? I haven't seen. Um, I want to say it's his second. It's way early because he around this time I see did Splash, yeah, and then he did this, and then he did. Because um... like, there's also the Man with One Red Shoe is what it's called, I believe, oh. which I have not seen either. Don't even know what it's about. But like, there's that in my mind, that cluster of old Tom Hanks movies from like the early '80s to mid '80s. Yeah. Before he became started to become that kind of persona of Tom Hanks. Uh, that I just 
No, it was uh, Splash, Bachelor mm-hmm. Party, and mm-hmm. then Big. Yep. And then Turner and Hooch, which I saw in the mm-hmm. theaters and wish I never had. I think I only saw like half of that on TV as a kid. Like there's just like that early chapter oh. of Tom Hanks stuff that I just never got around to seeing. So Bachelor Party was one of those. So again, knew of it. You know, and it's one of those things I would like see a box cover of at video stores or like see when I would scroll through on, on streaming services, but just never got around to seeing it. And then, uh, you know, just time went on and I thought, I don't really feel like catching up with Bachelor Party. So yeah, I uh, just never saw it. Um, but again, had I known in high school how much nudity was in it, I would have said, just rent it, man. <laughs> just rent it. You're going to, you're going to thank yourself. Uh, uh, so many boobies. Yeah. Cause it's so it's, many boobies mm. and some bush. So, yeah. You see some eighties bush you ladies. See a, you see a, a woman's, uh, downtown. You see it. You see it on, you see on, her on, down, down, she, downtown. She starts, baby, uh, down by the taking road. it off. And I'm like, sweet, they're not going to show baby. it. Oh shit. Oh, like it's, they did. They did. Like it's, it's eighties. It's very eighties. That character's name was what? Tracy. Tracy. So mm-hmm. I got to hear Adrian Zamed and mm-hmm. Tom Hanks just say Tracy over and over again and talk about how hot she is. And I was mm-hmm. like, I know I am. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just never got around to seeing it. It was just one of those, like, 80s things I knew of. And, but, you know, because so this is 84, right? So I'm two. By the time, 10 years later, by the time I'm 12, 13, I'm seeing stuff like Apollo 13, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Forrest Gump, like, that's the childhood era of Tom Hanks that I really grew up with and remember watching a lot of. I didn't even see Philadelphia until I was like college or shortly after, you know, because it was just that kind of cutoff of being a kid. So he lost 35 pounds and thinned his hair for that. Amazing role. Amazing performance. He was spectacular. Yep. He was spectacular. Uh, but let's get back to when oh, he yeah. was just a, just a, just a little goofball, happy goofball. Uh, so, Here's the thing. This movie was, this movie came out in 1984. It was directed by Neil Israel, mm-hmm. um, who you will, you'll find this interesting. He wrote it and wrote it and directed it. He also did Police Academy and this was made on the heels of Police Academy. Oh. And he also did one of our very favorite movies, Real Genius. That's why the guy. That's why okay. the guy. Because the yes. main the main antagonist in this is the antagonist in Real Genius. Yes, yes. The main antagonist is uh, Robert Prescott Cole as Cole Whittier. Yeah. Not in Real Genius. Obviously, the main antagonist is uh, William Atherton, the red. Well, yeah. yeah. But like his number two, his henchman that does all the, the shit goofy, the to, go- to screw yeah. with Val Kilmer is that. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. I know, isn't that great? Real Genius. I think this, I think of those three, Real Genius is the best, and then this would be number two, and then Police well, Academy. Yeah, I mean, Real Genius is amazing. Police it's, Academy way down there. Well, um, yes. Real Genius um, is so good. So uh, this was, I got all sorts of stuff. Hit me. Um, first, let me say, uh, so the plot, this is not a difficult plot. You have- <laughs> It's like I'm one just, sentence, there's a bachelor there's party. There's a bachelor party. This is not difficult. <laughs> this is, star- well, the movie is starring- um, the the big dogs Tom Hanks and the super bonker sexy Tawny Katane. Oh my god! Who Daniel says is way out of Tom Hanks league, and I'm like, hi, welcome to the entire world, the history of the world, yeah. Where an average dude gets a hot woman because we are not totally shallow, wretched beings like men are. Fuck the patriarchy. Yep. So um, we've also got Adrian Zamed. So for those of you who enjoy Grease 2, 
He mm-hmm. plays um, the Danny Zuko-ish guy. I can't remember his name in it, but but he's adorable. Um, in what? Bachelor Party? No. Oh, in Grease 2. In Grease 2. Oh, me either. Uh, but, um, okay, so Tom Hanks has this group of best friends, and he's getting married to Tawny Katane, and he's like, I'm getting married, and they're like, oh, my God. We've got to throw you a bachelor party, as you heard at the beginning, mm-hmm. with chicks and fire trucks and all sorts of stuff, and all kinds of stuff. And so then Tawny Katane, her friends are like, "We're gonna throw you a bridal shower," and then they get her all worked up. They're like, "Rick's gonna have hookers at his, you know, party," and apparently that was an '80s thing. You had hookers at your bachelor party and you had sex with them. Like the assumption again, like. They, Total assumption, like without a doubt, yeah, this is it, what's going to happen. It wasn't like be good at your bachelor party or control yourself. The assumption was like, I know there's going to be prostitutes there. Please don't sleep with them. Yes, like intense. So, uh, Tawny is from a a very rich, wealthy family, very conservative. Um, she's they live in it's in L.A. So they're like up in the they have this beautiful mansion. Her parents absolutely hate Rick, who is a school bus driver for a Catholic school, and he's fucking hilarious. And they want her to be with Cole Whittier, who is this Nazi youth Smarmy style. motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, uh, the father, um, who plays, by the way, George Devereaux, uh, Blanche's dead husband. <gasps> I know. Really? Yes. Whoa. Uh, he tries to get Cole. He's like... Just, ruin this as in any way that you can like make sure that she never marries him yep um so they have this insane bachelor party i mean i've never seen anything like it in my life i Mm -hmm. would love to go to this party Mm -hmm. this is one of the parties that i want to go to along with the um party in the nice guys yep the nice guys yeah i think i want to go to that party like real bad Mm -hmm. you know because they have like like drugs and dancing booze and... and dancing and stuff right but you're only interested in the dancing yeah <laughs> you also missed the opportunity to tell me not to say and i was stuff. gonna actually do it like yeah yeah don't um, say and stuff don't say and stuff just say booze and yeah. dancing don't anyway say and stuff just say she does anal just say she does anal yeah God. if you haven't seen the nice guys see the nice guys your sister's such a slut <laughs> uh that is really one of my favorite movies so good i feel like i need to add that to what? To my top ten. Oh yeah, we'll do that. That's yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, you can guess what happens. Shenanigans <laughs> aplenty. Uh, I that mean, was the working title of the movie. Shenanigans aplenty. <laughs> shenanigans aplenty. Coming soon I mean, to a theater near you. The girls go to uh, Chippendales, and the mm-hmm. mom tries to grab this guy's dick that's in a hot dog bun, and mm-hmm. it's just. It's everything 80s that you can imagine that's just hysterical and yeah. bonkers. It's, it's insane. It's just like and one then of those they dress 80s up sex like comedies. hookers and they go mm-hmm. to the they go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, like that's that's the plot of the movie. Like Tom Hanks has like cold feet-ish, so he's like, you know, he plays Rick. He's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't" cuz his friends like, "Don't get married. It's terrible." So he has like he starts to like have some minor I feel doubt. like she has more cold she feet. She has than some he cold does. feet too, yeah. But like really He's having a bachelor party. The only real antagonism is, you know, she, they were, she was, you know, Tony Katana's like, don't sleep with hookers. He's like, that's fine. I, I love you anyway. And, you know, her ex-boyfriend Cole is thrown into the mix to try and stop things. And he keeps trying to bribe Rick with, like, a BMW. Uh, Porsche. Porsche, sorry. A Porsche or, like, you know, is that both 10 grand in cash to just, like, dump Debbie. And I'm like, dude, 
I understand you're trying to like throw whatever you can at this guy, but it's Tawny Katane. No one's gonna dump Tawny Katane for ten grand or a Porsche. I'm no. sorry. No, what? this big lug is in love and has a lot of major appliances to yeah. throw around. So uh, yeah, so it's basically it. So they have just a raucous party that gets out of hand and shenanigans, and then it all works out. Yeah, and, and then like it all works out. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a feel good, happy. It's just an eighties movie. It's just an eighties. Would you call it a sex comedy? Yes. Like, yeah, like I like, would call it a sex like comedy in the vein of Porky's or something. Okay, so Porky's is way hornier and more. Porky's weird. is way hornier and also has the whole like racist thing and the Very. father that beats the kid thing. Porky's and is fucked up. This is just a goofy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fucking hilarious, goofy, dorky, mm-hmm. fun. Right. Thanks to the charm of Tom Hanks. There, yeah, there is, mm-hmm. and Adrian Zemed. And Adrian Zemed, who's incredibly charming in who's this. He's incredibly charming, and I had such a thing for him. Oh I my get God. it. He can sing. He's he jacked. Was, he was it. in, um, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's so dreamy. I can't remember the show that he was in that I used to watch. Oh, TJ Hooker. That's right. Because oh. I used to love TJ Hooker. and I, I never saw TJ Hooker. Yeah, it, well, it's great. William Shatner and Heather Locklear, right? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and Adrian Zemed. That's Zemed. when he like became like boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it's like I'm I'm not gonna like get into teeny details, but it's a really funny movie, and it ends the way you want it to, and it has all of the. Yeah. It's just Tom Hanks being precious, yeah, and I... hilarious. And now Daniel gets a, a lot of the inside jokes that I try to bring him in on him. Uh, like when, uh, is it Cole that's like, mm-hmm. I don't want any funny business? Yeah, the trouble. Cole's like, I don't want any trouble. And he's like, come on, just a little trouble. And then he's like shaking like around like, oh. Yeah, just does a dorky little dance for him. Yes, and I do that to Daniel. Daniel's like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's happening. But yep. now he does. Exactly. I think it's actually, uh, it's a fun movie because it's a testament to, you know, the the charms of Tom Hanks even at that time. Like, because now you almost take it for granted. Like, oh, it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks the Tom Hanks is a brand, yes. you know, not just a wonderful America's Daddy, not just yeah, not just a wonderful actor and you know producer and and stuff and like writer, like, writer, director, but like he's and he's been doing this for so so long, you know, multiple Oscar winner. Uh, he's a legend. But you watch something like this and you see movies like this are cool because you can see why legends became legends. Yeah, like there's no guarantee. You know, it takes still a lot of like luck to to have a career like a one in a trillion career like tom hanks yeah but when you see him in this and he's just so almost effortlessly charming and goofy and sweet and he makes you like him right away and so you know he's just in the middle of all this raucous action um and gives it a lot of heart i think he gives the movie more heart and soul than it would on paper have you know, oh, because he's sure. just so likable and Tom Hanksy. For sure. You know? I mean, uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, like, absolutely. There's there's a scene early on where uh, he's at the he's at the apartment cooking dinner before Tony Katane, who plays Debbie, comes home. We'll and, put that in quotes. Cooking dinner. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way Daniel would cook dinner. Yeah, uh, no, it, I aspire to cooking dinner like this. I don't <laughs> make food. I make cereal sometimes, partially well. Um, but he's he's just goofing around and like on paper, it's like. He's preparing dinner, and then Debbie comes in. You know, there might be like a joke or two written, but he's just goofing around, almost ad libbing about I the ingredients. Must have let him ad lib the ingredients he's throwing into the pot, and just like being funny and goofy and sweet. And you watch that, and you're like, oh, like the the vibe is what you're there for. 
Well, hey, the middle of the century looks like it's just about ready, so it's uh, time for spice. Yes, it's spice time, and the lucky spice is <gasps> paprika! A veritable you win for dinner here, so Swedish meatballs. Hey, Olga, Olga. Ooh, there we are. Two, three. Ah, Vino. A little Vino would be Kino. <laughs> Want some wine? Now, oh. Like that. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, okay. It's just a, ch he's just a charmer. Yeah. He's just a charmer. Like, and. Spice in the world. Yeah, like it's, he's what makes the movie uh, as enjoyable as it is and what makes it worth revisiting 36 years later you know exactly it's a fun comedy and it's great to see uh, a legend in an early role being just as funny and charming as you would expect him to be it's great fantastic mm -hmm. i'm i am so glad you think so well let me tell you a little bit about uh, neil israel um he wrote and directed he now this is just i'm just giving you because this is not <laughs> Let's be honest. This is definitely not. This is a not a deep movie. We're not going to get no. into a lot of uh, right serious themes. Skip um, to the thirty minute mark for the mise en scène. As we, <laughs> the denouement will mm -hmm. come. Right. Um. No. It's uh It is uh Just I found a few little things that I thought you would find interesting, but they, I mean I'm not going to. They're try not. That. I'm walking out of you here. You should. And I'll, I don't. We're at home, so I don't have anywhere to go. I'll go with you. Okay. Um, I found out that he was married to Amy Heckerling and yes, Amy Heckerling, Whoa. who we all know, uh, fast times at Ridgemont high and clueless and clueless genius director. Oh my God. But you know what she did to him, which is no. shady AF. No. So they had a daughter, Molly. Okay. And he raised this daughter thinking that she was his. Uh Oh, she was not. Oh. She was Harold Ramis's Ramus, daughter. Oh, no. I know. That is her biological father. Well, he's now passed. Yeah. R.I.P. Because we totally love him. Amy Hickerling and Neil Israel. Well, bummer for Neil Israel, who's like, this is my kid. Oh, wait. No, wait, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. That sucks. Anyway, um, I did, when I took that note, I did an emoji um, of a face going, oh. You drew an emoji in your notes? I drew an emoji in my notes. You did. I can see. Yeah, see. Okay. That's mm -hmm. fair. Um, he also, he partnered up with uh, Pat Proft for this. Now, Pat Proft. That's a fake um, name. If you watch the movie, he plays the man who is taking his girlfriend to the hotel. Okay. Um, and who looks kind of like John Denver. Yeah, that makes sense because I was like, that is a terrible actor with an awful haircut. Why is he in this he movie? Like John Denver. No, John Denver looks better than this guy. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying that was yeah. the haircut. Okay, yeah. He's one of the producers, you're saying. He's one of the uh, producers. Yeah, yes. that's why he's in this movie. I was yes. like, okay, because he's terrible. You want to know what he did? In real life? What one of the things he did was? Pat Proft? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, so tell me. Star Wars The Holiday Special. Shut up. I will not. Like, he had all this stuff on his list, on this list of, though, he's done all these things. Oh, all I saw was Star Wars holidays. I'm like, nope, that's all I'm going to know you for. Oh, my God. You have fucked yourself. I don't care if you did fucking Happy Schindler's Life List. Day. Nope. You did. Oh. Yep. Yep. That is, there, was, there were a lot of drugs happening in 1978. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. Um, Tawny Katane, who 
everybody loves 80s back in the 80s 80s mega babe by the way katane not made up that is her real last name i, I assumed it was it's too random to be made up um she chose tawny when Tawny's she was 12 made up. yeah and was like call me tawny and you're like you're I f- 12 i fucking will tawny katane um known of for course, married the married the lead singer of white snake and was in like all their videos yeah she was on like the hoods Here of all those cars again on my own going down the only road i'll ever known like a drifter i was born to walk alone yeah i made up my mind sorry she's gorgeous she's really stupid beautiful and you're like and she's gorgeous yeah like you're like oh she's hello she's had a tough she's had a tough run she uh she's oh, no. made some bad choices oh no yeah she's made some bad choices look her like up look marrying her up on... the lead singer white snake well that probably didn't help no. um but she's done some you know reality tv like uh i had a bad boob job that kind of stuff i don't know it makes me sad oh tawny uh and um, Adrian Zemed, I loved uh, reading about him because I did not know uh, that he... So we all know that he sings. Oh, he played Johnny Nogarelli in Greece too. And Officer Vince Romano in TJ Hooker. All right. All those names are amazing. All right. He was one of those TV guys. Like, okay, so he you... was in everything. And um, he left TJ Hooker... To replace Denny Terrio as the host of Dance Fever, which can you blame him? Um, he started out his first major acting gig was at the was as the male role Danny Zuko in the National Touring Company of Greece, which Daniel was like that makes perfect sense. No, when you see him on this, like, and I didn't know because uh, I knew him, you know, from Greece too and other stuff, but when you see him dancing around and jumping, you're like, oh, he would make a perfect Danny Zuko. At 40, he revived the role of Zuko in the 1995 Broadway revival. Huh. I know. Um, He sings. He um, does musicals. He's been on Broadway. So he like, you said he still tours and everything. Yes. He, um, oh, where is it? Uh, He's under contract. Oh, he was. Uh, he was doing. He was on uh, Princess Cruise Lines doing Adrian Zemed in concert. Um, huh. Now he, you know, he does like uh, Back to the '80s and all that kind of stuff. I mean, sure. he's, he could go to. I'm he, sure he does. Uh, he provides the vo- voiceover for Toth in the 2002 video game Star Wars Jedi Starfighter. Hmm. I'm sure he does the the um, convention. Yeah, you and know, like he's uh, he's Adrian Zemed. He's had a long career, and he's hot. Good for him. You know, I'm all about him. Um, now Tom Hanks, like we could be here all day. Yep, and we don't want to be here all day, but I just have to say, first of all, I did not know that Tom Hanks produced Starter for Ten. Did you know that? Yeah, wasn't was uh was, was that, that under Plato? Was that a Plato movie? Let's find out. I don't out. know, but I if love you Starter guys for haven't 10. seen Starter for Ten, get your asses well back to the nineties when there were video asses. stores. No, just just let's see. Uh, Tar- Tom Hanks produced it. Um, he produced it. I yeah, uh, that is the that is like the breakout yeah, film Playtone. for like ever. It was Plato? It was Plato and HBO films. Yeah. Okay, so um, for like every British star that you like right now. Yes, James McAvoy is in that movie. Ben- Alice Eve, Benedict Cumberbatch, Rebecca yep. Hall. Yep. Uh, Dominic Cooper. Yep. 
Yeah, like it's it's an incredible cast of British people. It's so starter good. for ten. Starter for ten. Great so movie. we're just promoting that. A better movie than the one we're talking about today. Yeah, um, it's, it's better. But you know, <laughs> just also, I don't know if you know this. Tom Hanks is sixth cousins with Mr. Rogers. I feel like I'm. I read that in one of the. Uh, I features love that about the movie he just did. I love that they went back into ancestry and they're like, "What up? You're actually related to him." I would have been like, "Well, mm. of course he is." Yeah. Because look at them. Because the movie he did about Mr. Rogers was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. Right? And the documentary was Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Tom Hanks, my God, you have mm-hmm. you have been such a gift to us, and I can't wait for you to continue. Um, he's always wanted to be an astronaut, which is why, like, his mm-hmm. life, his whole life, he's always wanted to be an astronaut. And that's mm-hmm. why he does so much space stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted to be an astronaut. And was super ready to do that until my mom reminded me that I'm claustrophobic and that I get car sick. That's not that big an obstacle. And so I wouldn't be able to do it. I feel like you're, I feel like that's fine. Oh gosh. No, she's right. I, I probably, the claustrophobia wouldn't have been as much of a problem, but the the car sickness, the motion sickness probably would have been a big deal. It might've been great. They're like, we can't, it would have been like, if you guys watch, um, Archer, it would have been like when they went to space and Lana wouldn't stop barfing and they were like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. If you've got motion sickness, they're like, there's a fair amount of motion involved in going to space. Yes. Yes. But apparently Tom Hanks was fine with that. And he wanted to be an astronaut. I can see that. It has absolutely nothing to do with bachelor party. I think we've kind of, we've kind of. That informs Tom Hanks' whole vibe though. He's one of those guys that like, like, you know, like that's why he did that thing you do. He's like, I grew up in this era. So when I become, you know, rich and powerful enough to to make a movie, I'm going to make a movie about uh, that. Exactly. I mean, like he, the thing you do like has that scene toward the end where they're on the TV show. Uh, and Brian Cranston plays the astronaut coming out talking about the Gemini yes, program. Yes, you know, Which is just like Tom Hanks being like, I'm going to have a fucking astronaut on this fake talk show. Yeah, I'm just going to put an astronaut anywhere I can because I love space. I love space. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, it's it's Tom, Tom Hanks. Like, what it's can you It's kind of like how we have this podcast and we want to mm-hmm. talk about The Godfather, so we mm-hmm. put The Godfather in whenever we can. Yeah, Because exactly. fuck you, The Godfather. Exactly, fuck you, The Godfather. Now, Tom Hanks is great in this. Um, it's not... Again, like uh, like you said, like it's not a deep movie, and it's kind no. of it's a uh, it's a little sloppily made and edited, put together. Like yes, like I mean, there's one scene where Tom Hanks uh, and the guys like the bachelor party is based in this like palatial hotel room suite, right? And like at one point, like they all come back to the room after doing something. Tom Hanks goes and chats with another guy, and then it cuts back uh, later to the living room, and like Tom Hanks and Adrian's Meadow like walking in. I'm like, where'd you guys go? You were already at the apartment. Why are you re-entering the apartment? Yeah, From where? Was, yeah. How long are you gone? And then at the end, like, I mean, uh, when he and, spoiler alert, they get married. It all fucking works out. Uh, like, there's a shot. The close-up shot is of uh, of them looking at each other. He's on the and left. And they're on the wrong side. Yeah. I know. He's I on the left and she's on the right. And then it cuts to a wider shot of the altar. And she's on the left and he's on the right. And I'm like, so they clearly shot it that way her on the left him on the right and then they were like we got to do some pickups with some better lighting where the lights a little lower more magic hourly because it looks different the lighting looks different on them when they're the closer up and they're saying their i do's and they just shot them on like the wrong side but you're like okay whatever like it's just one of those movies yeah, that's one of those movies where you, where you it's kind of messy <laughs> it's kind of messy well i mean the whole thing 
the whole movie is yeah. messy. It's mm-hmm. just guys and hookers and yeah. hookers and, again, like, and I'm, I was fascinated by this. We talked about this after the movie ended, like transvestites. Yeah, like the assumption is the 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 pop cultural thing is like oh yeah, there's gonna be like a stripper at the bachelor party or something, but like and, and like maybe something that might happen, but. The assumption that they went to right away, which is there's gonna be hookers here, no, like that to me more it, like hardcore than you would get in a movie even five or ten years later. It was an assumption like it's not a bachelor party without hookers, so um, yeah. Gary's gonna go get the hookers, right? And I always thought it was like it's a bachelor party. It's your last night, your last night of freedom. So like, let's get drunk and like see some strippers or something. But like I, the whole thing of like let's get some hookers and just like line them up in the bedrooms. I was like, this is hardcore so gross it's also very gross like at one point tom hanks's brother uh in the movie comes out after having sex with a prostitute and he's all like sweaty and gross and he's like you're up get in there man i was like oh my god like you guys i know have some fucking self-respect i know and and well i mean i know this is totally gross but part of me is like i mean sloppy seconds yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's rough. It's kind of tacky. I'm it's, just like, yeah. dude, she's already, ew. Yeah, it's okay. weird. It's a weird, anyway, the whole concept's weird. I want to run a poll and I'm gonna. <gasps> so you'll see the poll probably before you listen to this. I want to know if you yourself have ever had or if you have ever been to an 80s style bachelor party where there were hookers and coke and no one's gonna answer that honestly uh pills yeah just say like was it a, like you know one of those wild parties a donkey that dies, that dies. like i want to know if you what do you mean do we is there a way that we can do it we'll do an anonymous yeah one. we'll make sure because like i don't want you to like have to out yourself if you don't want to but i mean like i do did you have one of those because you're the person i want to hang out with yeah it's true like uh, we were talking about this too like how those these like insane bachelor parties that we see in movies like bachelor party or the hangover or something you know, inform what happens in real life, which then turns back into pop culture. So it becomes this weird kind of chicken egg thing. But like, you know, I, I don't know. Like this, this level of bachelor party is just like bananas. It has and to be awesome. But but maybe there's got to be somebody who's had a party like this. No, or close to it. There has to be. Yeah. And uh, sorry about our heater, just turned on. Um, now I will um, switching gears. The soundtrack was fantastic. If mm. you like just like fun, awesome eighties movies, we've that got eighties new wave poppy. The flesh tones. Oingo Boingo comes in more than once. Oingo Jules Hall. Oingo. Oingo, Oingo Boingo does the bachelor party theme. Good for them. We've got Adrian Zemed has to sing, and he does, and he's awesome. We've got REM, The Alarm, Darlene Love, Yip Yip Coyote, Wang Chung, The Police. Um, more oingo boingo i wang chung there is a song in it that if i can find it i'll play it but i don't know if i can find it but it's why do good girls like bad boys why do good girls like bad boys it's really daniel i could not sing daniel i could not stop singing it last night it is infectious It's great. Yeah, like, we can't. We and can't that's, help that's when the party went nuts because, like, they had, like, this hotel suite. And at first, it starts off, like, kind of depressing. 
like it's just like five dudes and they're like let's watch this porno together and i'm like oh but the girlfriend cut the porno so yeah. there's no so sex, there's no sex in scenes. it yeah there's no which sex like scenes. again maybe it's a time thing like i've never thought i would like to sit around with my male friends and watch a porno like weird yeah i wondered about that weird so so okay i have a story about college that um that is going to sound okay well you know whoever listens is whatever um when i was a when i was in uh an ra i had a um uh or an essay whatever you want to call me um my oh god i'm so glad i'm not going to school anymore and sorry for anyone who sorry for whatever anyway my girls were like we've never seen porn and i was like okay i got this and so i went to my boys and i was like i need I need a porn. And they were like, you need a porn? And I was like, yes. And they, and so they thought that was really fun. And the guy that delivered it to me, and I will not say his name because he is uh, out there um, in the world. Uh, he thought it would be really funny to deliver it like a trench coat and a fedora and sunglasses and stuff. And so they give us this movie and um, I still remember the name of it. It was called All American Girl. And we got pizza and we were all in our pajamas. <laughs> we were all in our pajamas. And um, we were in we were in the common room of somebody's somebody's suite, I can't remember. And um, we put it on and we start watching it. And we're watching it like a movie. And we're commenting on hair and this and that and oh my god and squealing at the appropriate moments. And at one point, um, the guys call and they're like, what are you doing? And we said, what do you mean? And they're like, why are, why haven't you called us to come get the porn? And we said, it's not over. And they're like, you're watching the whole thing. And we're like, yeah, what do you do? And they're like, you don't watch the whole thing. And then we were like, oh, gross. And that was how we learned about porn and boys and that kind of stuff. Oh my goodness. I found a movie from 1982 called all American girls. Is that it? No, it was this movie where this couple was like dissatisfied with each other. Okay. And so they describe each other's, they describe their fantasies to each mm -hmm. other. And then you see them acted out. Gotcha. Like There's... one, one guy, a guy wanted to be with the all American girls. So she's like cheerleader. And a, the wife wanted to be with a black guy. Right. And a guy wanted to be with two girls and a, the whatever. There's going to be no way to find this. I don't want you to find I'm it. Just, I was just curious to see what it was called. Well, anyway, it was called All American Girl. I know. I just wanted to get like a like a poster or something. Anywho, well, I'll try to find the poster for you. Uh, yeah, so that's how uh, we all were introduced to that. Um, yeah. That's and insane. That was really insane. And the boys were the boys thought it was absolutely hysterical that we watched the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "How does it end?" And we were like, "How does it end?" <laughs> It just kind of stops, and then there's credits. What do you mean? They How does realized it end? that they loved each other all along, and yeah. they have, then they have their own sex scene. Yeah. Uh, Good. I was really hoping they'd reconcile. I wanted them to get back together because yeah. I really thought those kids were going to make it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did I start talking about this? I rarely know. I mean, really. <sighs> oh, I know because we were talking about them cutting up the porn. Yes. yes, and I and I thought it would be weird to sit around with your male friends and watch. Yes. Even at a bachelor party, I was like, this would be bizarre. Uh, and so then they're like, let's, uh, let's get some girls. And then, then it just escalates because they, they've hired a band that comes in to start playing. And the band is so loud and good that other hotel goers just hear the music and start coming to the party. Which I totally would. Which, yeah, that's when it just escalates and gets, gets crazy. Yeah. Um, that was fun. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I um, I also seem to remember there was a guy that would buy all the leftover chicken at the chicken place, and you'd pay and watch porn and eat chicken. There was a Comedy Central movie like 10 or 15 years ago called Porn and Chicken that had a very similar plot to that. Maybe he Was that based it. on real life? Well, I went to college 25 years ago, so... I think it would be weird if there was... If it weren't based on that. I bet somebody was like, hey, I bet more than one person did, did a that. porn and chicken thing. If you went to college with me, tell me if you remember that or not. Because I swear, I don't know where I would make that up. That seems really weird. Also, regardless of wherever you went to college, uh, was porn and chicken ever a thing for you? Because... Let us know. We're curious and we're scientific. I just never really thought of porn as being something that you like. Let's sit down, honey, and yeah, like let, dinner's ready. Right, Put right. On the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not like a snack section at the adult movie store where they're like, "Hey, listen, you know." Yeah. No, you got I'm your with movies. You. Do you want any gummy bears? Nope, just the movies today. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with Weird. you. Weird. Yeah, it's a strange. So it's a strange. Also. Oh. Another thing yeah. I liked in uh, in Bachelor Party was one of the oh that's right we're talking about one it. of the one of the women in it who, pl- who plays the wife of Tom Hanks's brother is the sister from Back to the Future, Wendy Jo Sperber. Yep, and she's also, if I'm not mistaken, in Bosom Buddies. Oh, get out! That's funny. I th- I'm pretty sure. Let me check. I'm pretty sure. For those she's of you in who don't Bosom know, Buddies. Uh, Bosom Buddies was Tom Hanks's breakthrough. It was a TV show where he and uh, Peter Scolari. Yep, Bosom Buddies. I'm awesome. Of course, you're awesome. He and Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari starred as dudes who lived in like a women's apartment for the rent or something. Yeah, no, they wanted to live in this women's hotel. Yeah, um, they, and so they had to dress up as women. And so they would just go in and out. They would just wear wigs and dresses and stuff. And but they also Tom Hanks was like in love with one of the girls. Yeah, and they're so which is a he real knew pickle. Her, he knew her like as himself, but then also yeah, not so. It was very you know. It was like Jim. It was so cute. It was a yeah. really really cute show. Yeah. By the way, super sad news. Wendy Jo Sperber died at age forty seven of breast cancer. Oh my God! So. That would have been a while ago. Yeah. Because she was... These 2005. Were... Oh, that's sad. I know. When did you just purr That's great. That is very sad. Um, she... <laughs> wow. She began her screen career at a young age when she was cast in a small role in Matthew Robbins' 1978 teen comedy Corvette Summer along Mark Ham- yeah. alongside Mark mm-hmm. Hamill and Annie Potts. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. I'm going to... Corvette Summer, Mark Hamill. You've uh, seen Corvette Summer? No, I just know of it. We may have to watch yeah. it. Um, so no, like I thought, I thought that was really great. Like the supporting cast is really fun. Uh, there's there's a lot of like just goofball hijinks that you see coming a mile away, and it's it's definitely one of those like '80s cartoon type comedies, like Cole, the bad guy who's trying to throw a wrench into the the you know bachelor party and the impending nuptials. Like, uh, he's sneaking around in camouflage, and there's, like, wacky music playing. Yes. It's, it's one of those kind of comedies. Like, there's, you know, every comedy takes place in kind of a heightened universe, you know. Uh, that's that's kind of like some comedies. Like, The Hangover doesn't really happen, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's already kind of outlandish. But this is one of those 80s movies with, like, just the goofball music cues and the, the wackiness. And you're like, okay, this is just way outlandish, and farcical and and goofy and 
yeah, very much of its yeah, time. Yeah, the Japanese like, tourist guys that yeah. are that are chasing the chasing girls. Chasing the girls, dressed as prostitutes. The plot's paper thin. Like, Debbie Mutatani Katane works in uh, a clothing store mm-hmm. that you see once at the beginning of the movie just because, like, that's so she tells her friend she's getting married. And, like, one of her friends slash co-workers had a brother, like, fix the dressing room doors, but he did a bad job. So the doors are only half and half. So you can see, like, butts and breasts and stuff. Like That's awesome. It's just... And you're like, this is, they were like, we need to pad this out to 88 minutes. How are we going to do this? Just throw in more in random stuff. In the best way possible. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, uh, this it's is, great. So I asked Daniel, because I he knows so much more about film history than I do. Um, I said, you know, look, we had, I know you've taught me about the Hayes Code. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why the 80s, I mean, yeah, in The Godfather, you see some tits. But like in, but it's like a super, it's super grounded, it's, and it's like his wife then dies. It's, yeah, no, yeah. but I'm talking about um, don't you see him when uh, Sonny's going after the bridesmaid? Doesn't Maybe. matter. Anyway, the point is, it's not you don't see a lot of gratuitous stuff going on no, in the 70s, the, but the, the 80s, it's like nothing but tits yeah. and ass and tits mm-hmm. and ass and tits and ass, and like just as much as they can get in. As often as yeah. possible, mm-hmm. and then the '90s, it just kind of goes. Bloop. Yeah, it's just weird. I think there's lots of reasons for it, and some I can guess at, and some I'd love to, to look up more and research about because there's definitely like this era of excess in the '80s. I mean, it was just a go-go time. Like everything was cocaine and mergers and insanity, and the movies were just like these big plastic products. Um, also, you know, uh, the Hayes Code goes away in the late '60s, and so. In the late 60s and then into the 70s, movies become more daring and experimental and grounded. And they're doing – you see a lot of nudity uh, in comedies as well as dramas. Uh, there's also when you have an explosion of adult movies in the mainstream. You know, adult movies are shown in theaters, sometimes mainstream theaters. And they're like part of like a pop culture discussion. And then as porn becomes more mainstream and spread, like mainstream movies think like how can we help keep up with this? So you get like a lot more access and you get these sex comedies and you get things like – you know, Animal House is a good example of like an early sex comedy because there's tons of nudity in that and private and, school, and private school, lots of stuff. So the '80s were just like an era of like just you know call out to Phoebe. Kings. Yeah, sex comedies and, and and goofiness, and then it just kind of ebbs and flows with the times. In the '90s, there's kind of like it, you know, they take the foot off their gas a little bit. It just it just edges out and grows. Thanks, Tipper Gore. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was one of the pushbacks too. Like the late '80s, you had the pushback against you know harmless bands like twisted sister like who were apparently so frightening in their makeup they were like we need to put a sticker on this record they're like okay they're just dudes in makeup who aren't who couldn't be less i mean they couldn't be less threatening like no. their whole their, their song was we're not going to take it yeah that's all that's all they're like we're not going to take it no like, that's we're their, not going to take it no we ain't going to take it anymore repeat for three and a half minutes yeah. that's their whole threatening message yeah. um so yeah, like you get you get a lot of pushback, um, and you know culture shifts and goes back and forth all the time. So, uh, you know, it, it's also one of the things that they were like. It seems like you would kind of do it to get away with. Like there's still a sense of like titillation and goofiness, um, and which by the way, like the word titillation. I was about to say like, you can't use it without feeling like you're making a bad pun, even though you're not trying to. Titillation. It's just impossible. But no, it's I totally agree. Like. The 80s sex comedy was an era of excess in these mainstream comedies that you Big see... Bad Mama 2. Yep. That's just nothing but boobs. Mm-hmm. You see less of now also for for other reasons. Like, it's... This is, you know... I think if you made a straight-up boob comedy now, 
you would get some pushback or you might get some discussion about how it is very, you know, immature and male oriented and one sided. So, oh, God, yes. when you sh- the shift more to gross out humor tends to be more equal opportunity. Like, I don't think it's any surprise that like Bridesmaids, I was gonna say Bridesmaids with has the like diarrhea. a fucking diarrhea scene thrown in there. And you're like, yeah. OK, gross. Or like, you know, movies have a lot more vomit in them now. Um, just stuff like that. So they're like, you're you're just as liable to see uh, male nudity as female in some to some movies. So. Listen, I'm equal opportunity. Slap mm-hmm. some D up on the screen, I'm fine. I honestly was expecting to see a dick or a fake dick at some point. Now, I was kind of surprised we didn't. The thing is, y'all have always been. I find it so interesting that men are like, I want to see all of a woman, all of them, mm-hmm. but don't show my wiener. Right. Also, like, y'all are super freako about your What's also your the puritanical culture? Like they showed boobs and got an R rating. You know, and this was 84 back when... They showed full bush. Yeah, exactly. But, like, if they showed a penis, it would have been in C-17. They wouldn't have been allowed to release it. Well, that's crazy. Because ratings are hypocritical and the system is hypocritical. Everybody watch Rome if you want to see James Purifoy step out of the bath and uh, get a little full frontal. Yep. Just saying. Mm. Uh, look. Shows Purifoy shows his pure boy. There it is. Not good? It's really bad. It was dumb, but I loved it. I mean... No. I'm not even upset. He's pure boy. No. I couldn't think of anything. pure boy? I don't know. No. They're not all good. Most of them are bad. (sighs) You've just described dicks. This is... Oh. That's deep. Right? Hello. Anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Who was I talking to? We were like, look, I appreciate a dick pic as much as the next girl. But you got to put some, you know. Uh, Laura Bush. You were talking to Laura Bush about that, the former first lady. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she needs some excitement in her life. She does. Her husband's just painting mm-hmm. dogs. Yep. She doesn't have anything else to do. Nope. I feel like he should be in an institution at some point. Look. I made a dog painting. I think I'm our, glad you did. I think that our current president should be in an institution well before anybody else uh, should. Agreed. Agreed. I mean... Lock the door. Chuck the key. Just padded cell. Padded cell. Nobody talked to him. I can't even... I can't yeah. even with that shit. Fucking night job. Night job. Well, so... Yeah. So you... Yeah, Bachelor Party. It's just a fun, goofy movie. Um, And I think it holds up in different ways than some other 80s movies, thanks to, again, as I said, the nuclear levels of charm that Tom Hanks brings to it. If it were, If it were anybody else... It would still feel very much just like locked in of its time. And believe me, there it definitely does it feel of its time. But there's just something so sweet and endearing about him because it's Tom Hanks that you can watch this and even, you know, thirty six years later you're like, I get it. It's still fun to see Tom Hanks just be goofy. Yes. For an hour and a half. Yes. That's all it that's all this is. And you're like, that's it's really charming and, and you know, dorky and sweet in a weird way. You know, because like he uh, he's got like some minor cold feet, but gets over it. There's, I also appreciate like, he's not, he's never like tempted, you know, he's not like a shit, you know, he's not, he doesn't like hook up with a hooker at the, at the thing and feel bad about it. Uh, like he, he really does like his fiance and, yeah. and want to stay true to her. Yeah. Cause so, so it's just, it's just, it's just fun, harmless movie. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And great eighties, uh, pop songs. Great eighties pop songs, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. rock and roll. It, you, we Moido saw Blanco. it as of this recording. It is streaming on Hulu, so check it out. Definitely, definitely check it out. Because um, you know we've all seen Tom Hanks's 
big important stuff even big yeah you know but sometimes you just need some tom hanks dna i think it's also something like about movies like this you know when you see early stuff from legends it's like now somebody like tom hanks like they're they're a brand they're huge and this is a movie from somebody who's so young in their career that like it's just an opportunity you know yes like you wouldn't approach somebody of tom hanks caliber today and be like how would you like to be in bachelor party they'd be like you know, hard pass. Polite no, please leave. But you know, get the fuck out. Thirty six years ago, when you're trying to like make a name for yourself and you're an up and comer, you're like, yeah, I'll do bachelor party, you know, and I'll do my best job and I'll try to be funny and charming. Yep. And so and you're like, you are, yeah. So it's uh, it's funny to see somebody with the brand of Tom Hanks is like you said, America's dad in this like nutso sex comedy from the early eighties. I know. So, yeah. That's why I wanted to That's show great. it to you. Uh-huh. And now you are privy to all the inside jokes that totally. That my sister and I have. Love it. Uh, so, do you have a hell yeah? I do have a hell yeah. Uh, I will go into hell yeahs. My hell yeah is, <laughs> so far, the... Uh, I know I started talking like Perd Happily there for some reason. I don't, I don't know, know what that I was. I have a hell yeah, and my hell yeah is this. Uh, we are... T- <laughs> <laughs> it's now time for hell yes. Yeah. My hell yeah is this. I'm speaking into a microphone, and you're listening to it. Um... No, so far I'm really enjoying the first season of The Witcher. God damn you, that was gonna be mine. Join hell yeah, Join top, hell up top, yeah. up top. We are j- we are digging The Witcher. Uh, I came to the series oh having uh, read some of the books and played Witcher two and three, the video games. And Witcher three Wild Hunt is uh, a greatest game of all time, like one of the best of the decade, one of the best of its generation, like a true goat. Look, a, a genuinely amazingly well written game. And so I was excited for this show. And uh, Tracy came to the show. Being a woman who has eyes and can see Henry Cavill. And, you know. I love him so much. And I came to the show as a man who loves women and wants to be with Henry Cavill. Um, I mean, have you seen. I would be his little spoon have so fast. Have you seen him in Mission Impossible Fallout Where he when fucking he fucking loads his arms? His guns. Chum, chum. Fucking. Have you seen him? As Superman, yes. I don't even care how bad the movie. Just watch the trailer. Yeah, watch it's... the trailer and just. I can't. He's what you really need to follow his Instagram. He's too handsome. He is so, and he's he's so too handsome. British. He's the person we need. He's the hero we need. So yeah, he's mm. doing a great job as Geralt of Rivia, the Witcher, the main character. Do the sound. Mm. He <laughs> he grunts, he grunts all the time, and I mm. love it. And every time mm. he does it, I look at Daniel, and Daniel goes. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, he's great. It's a it's a fantasy series about uh, Geralt of Rivia, who is uh, Witcher. the Witcher. He is basically a mercenary and monster hunter, um, which I like about it. He's not a he's not a good guy or a bad guy. He's a, a hired guy. Like he's a guy. Thank you. He, well, no, well, no. He deep down he's good. Like he has morals. That's the thing. People are like oh, you Witchers have no emotions, and he does have emotions, but he doesn't typically get over involved and someone's like hey kill that guy he's like i'm not gonna kill that guy just because you don't like him yes or they're like hey kill this monster and he's like that monster hasn't done anything wrong i'm not gonna kill that monster he's like i kill monsters that are like terrorizing people or hunting villagers if there's like a reward out to kill this monster yes but if you're like hey look a monster go kill it i'm not gonna fucking kill that monster because you're not paying me to you know yeah yeah um and he negotiates for stuff so i it's a really fun approach to a hero and it's a really cool series so far we're several episodes in i think we're like four episodes in yes and they're doing a season two which makes they're me like very, an hour long yeah which makes me really excited there's going to be a second season and i'm just really enjoying the show so far yeah so it is 
um, I read an article about it and it was something that I had already, I read an article about this particular thing I'm about to say, and I had already noticed it myself that that was very pert happily as well i know i read an article about what i'm going to tell you about in the article i know and (laughs) now i'm going to tell you about it what's happening i don't know jesus we've been away too long um this this show is very um like feminist it's Uh very strong and it's the women are very strong and they are powerful and they're not just, they don't just wilt around, you know, waiting for some dude to come by and fuck them or whatever. Uh, they're soldiers, they're mm-hmm. warriors, they're, they're sorceresses, they're... Sounds correct. I think so. Um, and uh, and I read an article that said that the showrunner, who I think is a woman... I can't said, remember. Anyway, I think it's a woman, um, was like... We're going to take the books, which are great, Mm -hmm. and we're going to just not have the women be the way they were portrayed in the book, Mm -hmm. which is they were just described. You, The only way that you learned about the women was um, them being described by men. Yes, there was less agency, and the point of view was often from Geralt or or some other characters. The the stories tend to stick very closely with Geralt's point of view. Yeah, and so I like that they were like, listen, man, we're not going to bring a bunch of chicks in here to just stand around and be like, hi, we're hot. You have to like have other narrative points of view in the show. And I think what's so cool is that continues the arc that you've seen in the other media, too, because the books are, you know, close to 30 years old, some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Early 90s is when a lot of them came out, Mm -hmm. if I remember right. And then uh, as the games, though, progressed, even the games took those stories and wrote and, and adjusted things. One of the things that's great about The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is Geralt is one of the main characters, but the other main characters are, like, at least half the main characters, the rest of them are, are female. And they're very strong. Like Jennifer. Yeah, like Jennifer Vingerberg and Triss Marigold, another sorceress. And they're strong, powerful characters on their own. They are yeah. not. They have their own agendas. They have their own pursuits. Like... Uh, they are not just uh, objects for Geralt to interact with or choose to do anything with. Like although he does interact. Although he does. Hello. There's a little um, interaction there. Um, I don't think they complain. Well, that's actually one of the reasons it's so great. Like uh, in The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, you can choose which character you would like to have a romantic relationship with. Oh. Yennefer or Triss. And, uh, you know, in a lot of games, you choose one character and it like that's the relationship. And if you try to like choose another character, then it breaks the game, basically. <laughs> It, it will it, it basically the relationship that you were in ends and it's like how dare you you know whatever one of the neat things about the witcher through wild hunt is if you try to pursue a relationship with both mm-hmm. you think you're getting away with it and then like at one point you kind of get they one the other one shows up and like hey what and you're like what i didn't mean to try and get with you, you two ladies at the same time and they're like no we're into it and they're like <laughs> but here's the thing they're like meet us back at your place and we'll have some fun and so like you meet back at your place they tie you up to the bed and you're like this is gonna get crazy and then they just leave and they were like that's what you get for trying to run a game on both of us. This is in the... Yeah, if you do that in the game. That's yeah. hilarious. If you try to hook up with both of them, they're like, you piece of shit. You, you tried to cheat on both. He's like, no, fuck you. And so they just like leave you alone. Because the games were like, we're not going to let you fucking try and run some game on two nice. female characters at once. Nice. If you try to do that, you're going to get fucking left alone and shown up for Listen, it. Listen, so, we don't kink shame here. No, no. And it's not even a kink. If you want to be with two people no, at the same exactly. time, go for do it. it. Do it. Do it. But don't do it 
if you have promised the yes, don't manipulate one person. People. Yes. yes, that's and that's what the game was saying. The game was like you try to manipulate them, you're going to wind up alone. Um, and the the game has these very strongly written female characters, so I think it's kind of cool to see the continuation of the evolution of that arc and that that storytelling, in that they're, they're revisiting this universe now, close to thirty years after the books came out, and are presenting it in you know a way that would make sense now. Yes, you know these strong female characters that are really awesome to see like i'm loving the stuff they're doing so far with yennefer yes really cool character yeah so. i did not watch game of thrones because it was not deemed uh tracy appropriate by my husband um which means that lots of animals die and that upsets me very much right uh but this one is ha- I, there hasn't really been any problem no. I, I also mean, feel like, like a monster dies i don't give a shit i'm also gross. torn because i know that game I of there was lots of hype on Game of Thrones, and I never watched it either. I watched the first few episodes, and I just kind of drifted away. And now, like, it's over, so I could catch up with it. But it's also, like, eight seasons, and I'm like, when am I going to find the time or really the motivation desire? Your to, brother-in-law like, is yelling I know, right, right now. He's screaming. I'm at surprised his, you can't hear him I probably from, can. Yeah. So I guess I should watch Game of Thrones. But, yeah, I'm, I'm digging The Witcher so far, so that'll be... Our joint hell yeah for the week is Our The Witcher yeah on the Netflix. Witcher. Check it out. Yes. Daniel is going to bring us the next movie uh, next week. Yeah. And answer the... Um, answer the... Poll? Poll. It's mm-hmm. going to be anonymous. I'll yeah. find an anonymous poll. Share with us your wild tales of We want to know yeah. if you've been to one of these. Yeah, what was it like? And there's no shame. No, do your thing. Oh, God. Oh, no, I don't. Please geez. don't tell me. Don't ever. Ugh. Mainly because I'm just upset for the donkey. Sick people. Ugh. You've been to Tijuana. No, I haven't been to Tijuana. Oh, no, wait. That's my brother. No, God. Wait, where have you been? Uh, I've been to Mexico once. I went to a concert in Puerto Penasco. Oh, okay. Rocky Point. No, I it's d- my drove brother. drove out from Tucson. <laughs> Tijuana. No. Well, all right. Uh, on that okay. note, we will see you next monday bye everybody bye wait don't say bye yet okay i have to find the stop button bye everybody now we say bye okay bye bye (laughs) okay bye bye